All right, welcome to Pillows on the Windows, the seventh episode, uh, recorded August 23rd, 2020. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing fine. Um, I have a game here to get us started, Car. And you're the only contestant, you lucky devil. Oh. I'm going to be testing your clout score. No. What, <laughs> what is your clout score at right now? Um, I think, let me check. Okay, did you cut out? <laughs> 86,274. Oh Car, you gotta get Christmas is coming up, Car. You don't <laughs> want to be left behind. Oh no. Um, so what I've done is please close all internet browsers that are not essential to the recording. No, of this. if you shame me, I will be pissed no, off. No, no, you just can't cheat, is what I'm trying to prevent here. I know, but if I come off as a no, loser it's stupid. who it's doesn't stupid, know Car. crap. It's stupid, it's stupid, it's stupid. It's stupid. Um, what I have here is 10 mostly pairings of movies, right? And all I need you to do, Carly, is tell me which of the two has the higher letterboxed star rating. Holy cow. Okay. Are you ready? Oh man. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Taxi driver or Joker. Taxi driver. Yes. Taxi driver has 4.3. Joker has 3.8. Okay. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's (laughs) Stone or Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Part 2. Yep. 3.9 to 3.7. Alien or Aliens? Okay. Alien. Yes. 4.3 to 4.1. Car, you are rocking it so far, I must say. Okay. Manchester by the Sea or Queen of Earth? Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Four to three point four. The three Lord of the Rings movies. I don't know their names. Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers or Return of the King. Okay, we're going to go. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is where I'm going to (laughs) lose. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Two of them are tied. And then the third one is higher rated. Okay, we're going to go the first. Oh, no. T- okay. Two of them are. T- oh. Did you cut out? <laughs> no. I'm just, my brain is breaking. Okay. Um, okay. The, the third one is the highest, and then the first two are tied. Correct. <sighs> okay, ready? Yeah. Um, Return of the King had 4.4. The other two had 4.3. Of course, man. Hereditary or The Shining? Wow. The Shining. Yes. 4.3 to 4.0. Okay. Host, 2020's (laughs) host or The Host by Bong (laughs) Joon-ho. I like this one the best. (laughs) That's tough because I think host has a surprisingly high rating, maybe. Okay. Okay. You don't know. I'm still going to go the host. The host? Yeah. That's correct. 3.7. Thank God. 3.4 for host. Okay. Stalker Mm -hmm. or Annihilation? Stalker. Yes. That was easy. This is the biggest delta, I believe. 4.4 to 3.6 for Annihilation. Yeah, that seems about right. The Lion King 
the cartoon version. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> versus Finding Nemo. Oh, man. Nemo. No. <gasps> Lion King. No! <laughs> 4.2 for The Lion King. 4.1 for Finding Nemo. But Kari, you can you can save it. You can save it. There's one oh, more. There's only one more. There's only one Is more. Is that close? Bridesmaids. <gasps> okay. Or girls trip. Bridesmaids. Yes. Three point four yeah. to three point two. So close, Kari. But I'm sorry. I have to reset your clout score. I can't believe I got one wrong. <laughs> That's so messed up. I was going to cut that one too because I wasn't feeling great about it. But I'm glad I lighted it. Left it in there. Um. This is Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast. <laughs> Those are really good pairings. Oh, really you. good. I felt good about Hereditary and The Shining. I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. comparison. Um, Carly. Yes. Should we kick things off here? Oh, my God. I got like a wad of spit in my mouth. You know when that happens? It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't have my wawa baba I usually have. When Go we're get doing your pumplimus. I don't have pumplimus. <laughs> Cupboards are bare. Um, Carly, <laughs> should we kick yeah. things off with Ocean's 12? Yes, please. Okay. We're watching all the Ocean's movies, or the ones a human being would watch in 2020. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Ocean's 12 is the second of these. Yes. What do you think, Car? I love it. I love it so <laughs> much. Letterboxd really uh, kind of spoils this for me because I can see what you give it. So it's kind of a foregone conclusion but yeah i mean, it's a surprise for me because you choose not to rate so i'm always that's right wondering i do it for content <laughs> okay. i do it for the content and also because i don't like my brain breaks when i have to like because what i find myself doing carly and i hate mm-hmm. it so much is, you're thinking about the score yes, during the movie yeah yep, i don't want to do worst. that i don't yep. want to do that at all yep ever i am having to retrain my brain to not do that yeah you just Which like stab sucks. yourself in the leg every time you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Okay. It's really bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, you gave it five stars. Scar, what did you think of Ocean's 12? <laughs> I just think it's fantastic in every way. I, okay. it is like everything we said about the previous oceans, I think remains true here. But this one drops a lot of the caring about being a cool heist movie stuff. Okay. And just lets itself be like goofy and silly and preposterous <laughs> and there's no sense of reality at all. No. It goes really, all no. <laughs> in on like these people as ridiculous like caricatures of themselves. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's like a really, really, really funny movie. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I only gave it two stars on Letterboxd, so here's <laughs> okay. my opinion. Okay, here we go. Uh, no, it's, I think it's still really good, but I think it's way messier. And uh, the first... What was that? Sorry, I... Oh, my God. Just give me one sec. I, like, I told you to empty that thing before we started, Carly. <laughs> I am sweating buckets here. Oh okay. God. It is so warm. This is probably the best okay. episode we've done, I think. <laughs> Um, okay, keep going. The first one is really streamlined in a way. 
for a two hour movie where it's just like, boom, boom, boom. I hate myself for doing that just now. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, boom, boom, boom. This one is definitely not boom, boom, boom at all. Okay. I was, I was flabbergasted for the first half hour or so. I was just like, what? <laughs> and then it kind of, it finds its rhythm. And then it's really good, I think. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, it's hard to argue with. Yeah. Um, and there's some really fun stuff this does towards the end, including the Julia Roberts thing, which I think is a masterstroke. Yes. And floored me because I didn't know it was coming. And oh, I was like, really? I was wondering <laughs> if you had known that going in. That's wonderful. No, that is such a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, but then... At the end, and I've seen maybe some people saying like, oh, it's like deconstructing a heist movie. It's like it's going against your expectations. But I really think at the end, they just completely drop the ball and not in a fun way on what this heist was. And they're just like, it's like not a the first one kind of set things up so you could kind of work it out just enough so that when they reveal everything, you're like, oh, I saw that coming. I know, I know what was going on. And this one doesn't sure. even give you the opportunity. It's just like, no, this happened stupid and it's yeah not, there's no way you could ever 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 figure out what was actually happening no and what was actually happening isn't that fun to yeah. me it's just like, i think it's fun because like i don't often like a move i don't want a movie to troll me like that's not interesting to me you'll hate joker yeah <laughs> yeah don't forget to smile. Um, <laughs> that's normally not interesting to me at all. Like, I just want joy for movies. I don't want people to rip joy that's from me. That's not true at all. Well, that's true. Yeah, you caught me. Um, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to go to a pleasure source and then have them say just kidding. Just slap you in the face for no reason. But here I it works perfectly for me because it's like, because I was thinking about like, what is it about heist movies that just like seemingly universally makes people's brains so happy? Like there's yeah. something about seeing people plan a crime yes. that normally doesn't have like the same level of, I guess, a victim as some other sorts of crimes. Sure. And then, and like, find the most like weird Rube Goldberg way of doing it. Yeah. And this movie, like, several times steals that from you. Yeah. Like, it's not just the end surprise. It's like every part, every opportunity where you think, okay, here's the cool high scene. Yeah. They take it away. They don't give it to you. No. They sort of give it to you, but not really. And then the end is the biggest one where it's just like, oh, it was a weird fight on a train and that did it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I don't get anything out of that. It's just like, oh, okay. I don't. It, it, <laughs> hmm. I understand I, that you don't yeah. need to see, like, if you're going to set up this heist and they're like talking about it and they're like planning it out, you don't need to then go and film that happening. I understand that. Right? Like, that's not necessarily good filmmaking, is to just show yeah. you the plan going through. But they kind of do it halfway. And it doesn't end up mattering. Or they set it up like you should recognize how well this went. But at the end, it just kind of like it like frays. It just like splits into a million pieces. And you're like, I don't. OK, 
I guess you pulled it off, George Clooney. And it's like, I feel good for you, but I liked the guy dancing over the lasers a lot more than fighting <laughs> yes. on a train. So I don't feel great about it. I like it. I think it works here better than it would work in, say, any other heist movie I've seen. Because... The Italian job. Charlie's there. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like, while these people are clearly good at what they do, they're, again, like, kind of idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, they, at the end of the day, it makes some sense to me that they just, like, found this way to do it. And they're like, okay, that's how we'll do it then. And, you know, what I, like, I don't know. It For some reason, it works well for me. How many people are in on it at the end? I don't know. And I also, it's not totally clear to me like how how much if at all it's spun out of control at certain points yeah 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 it feels like all of it but then they're like but not all of it but it kind of feels like all of it still at the end in a way that sits really weird with me like how much is matt damon is i guess involved with all of it it seems like Right. And then his parents are like in charge of the yeah, FBI. And I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a fun heist is, oh, it just so happens my parents run the FBI or whatever. That's not cool. That's not a cool heist movie. And it's not like subverting your expectations. It's just a stupid, like, out of nowhere plot twist. I think it like totally makes sense too. Like, uh, and not just from this movie, but from the sen- from the setup from the previous movie. Like, with that character, it makes total sense that he requires the help of his parents in order to oh. make this whole thing work. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they already had the eggs, so why? I I don't know, Car. They already had the egg, right? Yes, they already had the egg. So what are we doing? I don't know, dude. (laughs) Well, no, they had to. Oh, God, they did explain this. (laughs) Julie Roberts stared at the camera and she said, here's what just happened. Did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get it. But there was something about like they had to make a show of everything after that. Yeah. And yeah. again, that's an interesting idea. Like, we have to play our bumbling selves for this other thief. Right. That's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. I just really don't think they, like, cinch it together at the end. I think it just kind of... <laughs> it's just so loosey-goosey with everything. <laughs> it is loosey-goosey. It totally <laughs> is loosey-goosey. I can't argue with you there. But it's, so, it's, a, it's still a lot of fun to sit down and watch this movie, I think. I think... I wonder how you feel about this. Like... We talked about in the last one how you can kind of flow in and out, yeah. which you totally can with this one. <laughs> Cleaning but the apartment, I, the movie. There's more fun stuff in the in-betweens in this one to me. Like the jokes are better. Yeah. The interactions are more fun. Yeah. Like maybe n- not including the actual like larger plot feels like a better script. Like just... Sure. They did a better job with making an enjoyable movie without all the heist stuff, I guess. At the same time, and this is probably a plus for some people, like Casey Affleck has no role in this movie. Scott Kahn has no role in this <laughs> yeah. movie. They just, I guess, they're the, Bernie Mac gets arrested like half an hour into this movie and then is gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. What are we doing? It just becomes like George Clooney and Brad Pitt hanging out, which is exactly what I want. I mean, 
Like the <laughs> there's just so many really funny moments in this. <laughs> like Brad Pitt and Clooney standing on the bridge yep. towards the beginning, and Clooney's like burying his soul and yeah, then turns around gone. and Brad Pitt is left. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, doing oh doing the thumbs up is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. The entire scene is so good. I yeah. It in like it. A really beautiful looking movie too, and like it totally not what heist movies look like. Like yeah. it feels like this just kind of doesn't want to be a heist movie, but it happens to be sort of. Yeah, and that's kind of what the 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 old timey one was, and that's why I didn't like it because it was just an excuse for celebrities to hang out on camera, and that's yeah. kind of what this feels like. But I mean, this is way better than that. And like. It, yeah, I don't know. I do want to hang out with these celebrities for a long time. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And they're in Amsterdam. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I made a holographic egg and it's like, all right, whatever. Why is this, <laughs> why is this so prominent in this movie when it has no connection to anything? I don't know. Yeah. It's like halfway through, they realized this wasn't going to make sense. And they rather than recreate the first half of the movie, they're just like, nah, just keep going. We'll see what happens. And then they kind of <laughs> yeah. figure it out at the end. I don't know. Yeah, I still like it. I really love this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't need it to like make it. I don't need to understand what's going on. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, when Julie Roberts sees Bruce Willis. It's incredible. <laughs> Just Bruce Willis being there. Oh my god. Uh, yep. Perfect. Yep. And like him knowing sort of all along, and he's got that little smirk for every scene he's in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fresh off the kid or whatever Bruce Willis was doing at this point. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to do 13. I still have not seen any of these movies as we go, so. Wait, so did did you say, do you prefer uh, one or two so far? Oh, one, I think. Okay. Yeah. By what sort of margin? Um, uh, uh, we'll say a star. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I wouldn't give either of these five stars necessarily, so. Okay. I think I understand what territory we're working okay. in. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is uh, this is still a perfect Sunday afternoon. Just like feed me this movie. I don't even yeah. care what it tastes like. I just need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you cut out? No, <laughs> stop. Car, what else have you been watching? Um, <clears throat> should I unleash the big one? Dude, are you talking about Boys Tate? Yes, I am talking about Boys Tate. <laughs> that was Boys Tate. It was really, I mean, like, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I, gosh, I don't know. It's such a, like, a complicated one. Hmm. Um, I forget. Have we, like, we've gone over the plot of Boys State on this before, right? Like. hundred boys dropped onto an island and then they, one of them has a conch shell, you see. And then, mm-hmm. is that what we're talking about? Close. Okay. But they're it's a, conservatives. Um, it's a program run in most states in the uh, in the U.S. States, please. Most states in the U.S. Uh, where you get, I think, like a thousand, at least the Texas one that this documentary follows, a thousand boys. 
to go, on. <laughs> go to this summer camp oh. for a week. Okay. And they are split between the nationalists and the federalists randomly. And Christ. then they campaign um, with the main race being for the governor. Huh. <laughs> and um, the documentary follows like four main I want to like boys, I guess. Mm. Um, and kind of like miraculously, the documentarians chose the right four. Um, like they did some version of like casting, which I don't really understand what that looks like with this sort of project, but they landed on these boys that they knew like were at least going to be important figures in it. And I won't give anything away, but like they, their paths end up crossing in really oh. interesting ways and they become prominent in the week at this camp. And I think like the most basic version of the discourse around this is like, oh, it's a microcosm of American politics, which is like fine. I like that's just <laughs> the most boring outcome you can like have here. Their little boys. Yeah, it's just so stupid. Like that is I mean, sure, it is true to some extent. Like you're seeing these people come together and it ends up being more about like cult of personality than about any sort of platform. Good In fact, politics. like <laughs> yes. Like it's it's really interesting because these people are so everyone's trying to get elected, but you're not these two parties are not given a platform going in, so the boys have to develop their own platform, which at least from what we see just like doesn't exist at all. Hmm. Um, even though they have like seemingly lengthy discussions about it. Um and yeah, I mean it's Texas, so they're extremely conservative vast majority are white and I think there's a way where this movie is just like look at how awful everyone is and like that's a ton of the movie sort mm. of but it's also like a really 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 interesting look at um, young people having the first opportunity to develop their own perspectives on something. Like, if you think back to when you're 16 or 17. God, no, please, no. I, I mean, seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, think about how small minded you are at that age. Still. And like how much. Yeah, sure. And how much of your politics just comes from the people around you. And like, so all of these these thousand kids come together and they're all pissed off in the <laughs> mostly the same exact way. Drinking monster energy drinks. Just ready to <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. And miraculously, there's a few people in there who are have different perspectives and are brave enough to say something about it that like starts to actually strike a chord with people and who knew that could happen like it just it's so so much of it is so dispiriting um and then you get little moments of like absolute pure joy and hope um which is then also completely dismantled by the fact that like the individuals you see who are striving for 
like progressive ideals and change who will probably end up becoming politicians because that's what this program does or the, at least the types of people it takes in you see them already compromising <laughs> it's just Ooh. like if these people were able to just like actually do what they wanted to do and like be the people they wanted to be what a wonderful world that would be um but yeah you see like one of the main um the main like progressive kid makes a point that like oh maybe this shouldn't be um like boy state and girl state because there is a girl state maybe it should just be like a people state and these people like look at him funny he's like oh i'm just joking with you guys like <laughs> and what? it's like clear that <clears throat> huh this sounds so like cartoonish when you describe it well and, so that's the other thing is like it is so miraculously like, if someone wrote this as a movie, it would be the worst movie of all time. Cool. Because it would be so trite and it would be so predictable and yeah. so, like... Like, I get the message you're trying to send me, boys, Tate. Five minutes in. Yes. Yeah. But there's just these incredible moments that, like, are actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are real people carrying out these incredible actions and having these incredible interactions with people that do speak to some weird facet of the American experience. Dang. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you get the sense that the kids are playing it up because they're on camera? I thought about that a lot. And okay. like, I think I thought about it a lot at the beginning. Um, but the longer it went on... These kids are playing it up because they're these kids. Sure. Like <laughs> the other aspect of this is you're combining American politics with Drama boys kids. at a summer camp. Sure. Like I have gone, I as a child went to leadership summer camps oh multiple God. times. And it was pretty darn close. Right. <laughs> like, the drama is so high and so extreme all the time because you are so tightly knit with these people and the stakes are seemingly so high. <laughs> this is a country we're talking about, Carly. I mean, yeah, honestly. And they are so driven. Like, it, it, it is competitive, apparently, to get into this program. So, like, they're fire, firing on all cylinders all the time. Yikes. Yes. And, like, just, God, uh, I, what's the right word? I don't know, masculinity is insane in this movie. Sure. Like, there's so many shots of just these boys just all like of a sudden deciding to do push-ups together. Yes. It's like, what are you doing? I can't. I don't understand. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, are we going to get uh, girls Tate? In like they, apparently, they've been talking about it. I don't know if it's, like, actually a concrete plan, but it would be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, like... It could go a million different ways. I also, like, think it probably depends a lot on what state you're doing. Like, if they decide to do Texas, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Alaska. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I hugely recommend. And I think, like, I think the more you, you think about it, the more rewarding it is. Okay. Like, if all you get from this is the thing I said at the top of, like. Boys will be boys. Or, like, politics is crazy. It and is then it's just Isn't like. It? It's so weird, Car. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why, why is it just the popular vote? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Why though, Car? And that, like, yeah, I I would hate to. <sighs> yeah, I think there's a way to take this movie that's like, you just gotta reach across the aisle and like compromise and like. Uh, that's the least interesting way again to take this movie. I feel like you're um, talking around this movie a lot or something for some Because reason. I don't want to give it away because oh, okay, the plot okay. is actually really compelling. Like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to give it away. It's like but, war breakout or something? Like, what, what would you? <gasps> oh. Y'all die. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a gas leak. That's terrible. Yeah. I really, I do, I I recommend a lot. Okay. Yeah. Boys Tate. Where is Boys Tate available, Car? Apple Plus. Oh, God, that's the other thing. Yeah, Man, it legitimately took me an hour to get Apple Plus, which is insane. Okay. Well, yeah. Some people complain about Fandango and were shot down for being. Yeah, because it takes five minutes to okay, set up sure. Fandango yeah, okay. tops. Right. I had to, I texted you this, but I had to get a new email address. <laughs> and what was that? <laughs> this baby going to cry. Apple is evil. It was like so explicitly clear to me that it was much harder for me because I don't have an Apple device. And it just like. <laughs> Did you say Apple is evil? Yeah. Carly. I know. I'm crazy with my takes today. I'm just firing <laughs> off. Some satellite somewhere just pivoted towards you. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to beeping. Um, uh, tell me about something you're watching, my dude. Oh, well, I only watched one extracurricular, but it's also a documentary. Jesus. Voice Tate is a documentary, right? Yeah. Okay. I, the casting thing you might have to explain at some point because I don't understand what that would mean. I think they met a lot of the boys who were going to be at this boys Tate okay. and they had to choose some to, to be follow. Okay, sure. They put them in the yeah. pod from Watchmen and they just showed them pictures and whoever got angriest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very cool. Um Carly, get ready to sit with the rapturous attention as I describe another F1 documentary. <laughs> okay. Wait, can I ask you a Did question you right out? at the top? <laughs> yes. How many F1 documentaries are there? Oh, not that many, really. Okay. I'm probably... Like, are you trying to be completist about this? Are you going to work through them all? No, I'm not going to mop up the rest of the... Like, (laughs) we're a team and we made a movie about ourselves. Because I think there's plenty of those. There's one called The Green Hell that I would really like to see. Which is about the the Nürburgring, which is called Mm. The Green Hell. Because it killed a bunch Mm. of people. Um, But I watched Williams which is about the Williams team. And I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it was, it had hardly any racing. So I think a, a lot of people are watching this right now because the Williams team just got bought by a, an American investment firm, but the Williams <laughs> team is this kind of prestigious team. And it's one of the only teams where the team name is the person in charge of it. Uh, Frank Williams. Um, okay. But this Williams documentary is almost like a deconstruction of like that McLaren documentary I watched because it's very much about how the act or the life of being in, in like a specific sense, the manager of this team, but in a general sense, like this driven to achieve one thing just completely destroys you as a person. And as like a father and a husband, um, because uh, Claire Williams, Frank's daughter, now runs the team because Frank is quite old and also in a wheelchair uh, due to a driving accident. Um, 
And what you start to see over the course of this documentary is just what a what a toll this man has taken on his family. And it's like super fascinating. It's like not at all about racing. It's not about F1 really. Interesting. Um uh, Wait, who made the documentary? Uh it was it's a BBC film. Okay. Um, and it's by a man <clears throat> who has made he made X and Y, I think it's called X plus Y. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I know of it. Okay. Um, very well produced documentary, I think. They do this really awesome thing where they have um Frank's wife, Ginny, uh at one point had done a bunch of taped interviews with a friend and they play those a lot, which is fascinating because she had just passed away 10 years ago from cancer, but you get to hear her speak about all this stuff. Um, but it's just all the interviews with Frank are just like, he's the most, just like, he's like a shell of a person. And it's fascinating because he'll, when you talk about cars, he'll like perk up a little bit. But when, when you talk about his marriage or his children, who are still this huge part of his life because they're running the team for him. Basically. He's just yeah. like, he's just like dead eyed. He's just like sitting there. Like, Oh God, it's so interesting. And there's this part that made me cry at the end oh. where uh, his wife had written a book about, you know, her experiences with everything and him going through this crash. He was in, and he was never a driver. I had that wrong. He was, he got in a terrible crash just driving because he was an idiot basically. Because he was always driving to the extreme, but he was just in a car going to an airport okay. and he crashed the car. And oh, man. that's why he's in a wheelchair. But um, they kept asking, like the interviewer would ask Frank, you know, are you going to read the book? And he's like, maybe before I die, but not in the immediate future. And then they towards the very end of the movie, Claire is sitting there and she's reading the book and he's there and she says, you should really read the book. And she starts reading and this is his wife's words, you know, his dead, his wife has passed away, but these are her words. And she's talking about what the crash meant for her and how she always dreamt that someday he would like recover from this. And Claire is just like breaking down crying and he's just sitting there oh. staring at her just like oh, stone face. And he talks about like, you know, you can't show emotion and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's so intense. It's so crazy. This family Jesus. dynamic and all this stuff. And, uh, he uh, actually, Senna uh, had died in a Williams car. And so you get to see the the funeral that was also in Senna. And it shows Frank sitting there and he says, you know, I can't show emotion. That's just not my job. That's not who I am. And then the interviewer asks him, you know, what what were you feeling? And he says, well, it was in our car. So I felt responsible. But that's it. He wasn't grieving Senna. Uh, it was just man. like he had to keep a straight face for basically publicity to keep you know, the team going. And it's just like, oh my God, it was one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen, I think. Do they, like, does the documentary try to figure out why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do they go into childhood stuff? Not really, which I think is refreshing because so many of these documentaries about like sports figures are like, and they wanted to be a driver from a young age. And they do that a little bit. Like that McLaren yeah. movie, the first hour was just like, and he really loved racing and they would race in the races. But this movie focuses more on kind of the team dynamics and it, it gets into some of what drove Frank to do this, but it's not, you know. I don't 
mean, why be a driver? I mean, yeah. like, why he, why is, he is emotionally non-existent? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they try. I think okay. they ask some good kind of cutting questions in these interviews, but he is just, he is not, the only insight you get into him, his mind is through his wife's, you know, these taped interviews that she had. Man. And it's, yeah, like the... The day of their marriage, he went back to the shop after the ceremony and worked. Hmm. And it's like, whoa. But she loved him. Gosh darn it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, part of this just sounds like, I don't know if this is accurate or fair, but that just feels like a whole generation of men or many generations <laughs> totally. of men, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They have the thing that lights them up. And then beyond that, it's just like you can't get anything out of them. They have kids, but they don't really know why. And they're just like around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. So it really changed the way I think about that team, I guess. Hmm. Um, And it's so uncomfortable because Claire is like the only female in any position of power within Formula One. So they just show... So many interviews of just be like, what's it like to be a woman in F1? And you can just see oh, her soul leaving her body each time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man. Oh, God. Because Claire seems like an excellent person. Uh, okay. I guess the subtext here is Williams is in like a terrible, they are the last place team and have been for years. Like they're terrible. Interesting. And she has been in charge of the team during that period. So there's a lot of resentment towards her from like old time fans but it's not it's not her fault that right it's just yeah and he's frank is still alive which is the crazy thing like so many of these documentaries it's like and they died and then here's their life frank is still alive he's just sitting there yeah you know in the crutch. it's like it's crazy i don't know i really 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 enjoyed it the movie is he so is he only excited by like looking back at his own racing or is he excited about the racing that's happening now? He is so old that I don't know how to answer that question. But the last shot, Interesting. the last shot of the movie, <clears throat> and it's kind of mean, but I get what they're going for is him in the garage during a race, falling asleep. And then like that, the car revs its engine and he like perks up and he's like awake and he's like invested again. And that's like how the hmm. movie ends. So you, and it could just be that he heard a loud noise, you know, but sure. I think what they're trying to say there is that he has basically, he is, he's basically done. But I think the idea of racing still gets him going a little bit. Interesting. I gotta say out of the three now yeah. that you've like brought up, this by far sounds like the most interesting to me. I think it's the most interesting story that's been told because otherwise yeah. it's just like, and he was a really good driver and he died. And right, there's only so yeah. many ways you can. But Frank is none of those things. He's just a terrible father. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because yeah, I've seen so few sports documentaries, but this reminds me a lot of Free Solo, where Free Solo was another exploration of a man who is exceptional at what he does and has no access to <laughs> yeah, emotion outside of it. And like, what does that do to the people around him? Right. Especially when you're dealing with sports that like you're risking your life constantly. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fascinating. And like that would, 
it kind of sounds like an interesting double feature because Free Solo is a man who, I don't know, he's probably like in his late 30s or something, sure. if I had to guess. And like, it, it seemingly tries really hard to connect and like, has a method of thinking about emotion that like, tries to limit, I think, pain unto others <laughs> okay. but it doesn't come natural to him sure, you know what i mean like, it's like a yeah algorithm. exactly yeah okay interesting i'll have to watch that one as well car i'm in it is really really good it's fantastic okay free solo mm-hmm. hmm. it's about mountain hmm. climbing i would assume yeah okay. where you don't have ropes oh yeah if i get scared of that kind of thing is that gonna be a rough watch <laughs> There's probably a couple points where you might want to like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's intense, but yeah. I like, I don't know how much you know about the movie, but if you, Nothing. okay, then I won't say anything. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, that makes it worse, Kara. That's the worst thing you could have said. Do you well, you can look it up and incident? see if it ends happy or not happy, uh, if that no, helps. No. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on, Kara. Okay. <laughs> what else is going on? Should we talk about Kevin? Sure, let's talk about Kevin. We should talk about Kevin. Yeah. Hey, Car, you want some letterbox likes? Just go right. They should have talked more about yeah, Kevin as yeah. a review. We have to. I am talk going to hack into Letterboxd okay. and just like delete the functionality of like random people being able to write reviews. I love so much <laughs> how every fifth movie I I look at. The third most popular review is always LOL, period. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 37 likes. Is it like, I feel super elitist, but like my honest opinion about this is I just want to see the opinions of critics. Like, because sure. they're the only ones putting in effort or not the only yeah. ones, but the ones putting in effort that rise to the top. Sometimes there are so good reviews on Letterboxd, but it is so hard to find them. And I wonder how much of that is the letterboxed algorithm. Are they just serving us the lols? Yes. And then, yeah, that sucks. Because Brad Pitt writes a review on every <laughs> single movie and it's always stupid. And everybody's like, huh? I get so excited when I'm going to watch or have watched a movie uh, that my guy Sean Baker reviewed. <laughs> I love Sean Baker. But 80% of them are just screener link yeah, yeah, DVD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I give me that. more, Sean. I love that he has more. no regard for anyone taking an interest in his reviews. He's just like, this is for me. Well, no, he does because it it, been on film. he was reviewing like 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 actual reviews pretty consistently. And then at some point at the end of his reviews. Oh, no, he reviewed his own movie as a yeah. joke and then said, Apologies, guys. I'm limited on time, so I can't provide reviews anymore. I think he's making a movie was sad. or something. Yeah, he must be. Yeah. Which is great because I love his movies. I but. love his Florida Project review. Yes, that's the one where he <laughs> says that, I think. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Why did you shoot it on digital? Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, Car Kevin. Yeah. You had not seen this? Mm -mm. That's so weird. I okay. The last twenty minutes of this movie, Inception did way, its way into my head somewhere along the line. But that is really strange. I have no idea why. Hmm. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, great actor of our generation. It feels like it's such a shame that most, at least the way that I've thought of her, like I feel like her most successful and well-known roles are always like the high-powered villain. Sure. 
And she's really good at stuff other than that, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can act, it turns out, and not just be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think it's like at least 60% just because of the way she looks. Yeah, like that's she's really so. Bad, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why she's a villain in, like, I don't know, all of the blockbusters she's in, but yeah. it's so boring. It is. I don't yeah. like this movie. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 hey. Hmm. Here's my thing with this movie, Car. Okay. Very good acting. Mm-hmm. Except for John C. Riley, but. Yeah, I kind of wish he wasn't in it. Yeah. Okay. He just kind of is himself. Unless he's Wreck-It yeah. Ralph. And then you can kind of put him away. But um, very well shot. Mm-hmm. I think the core concept and plot of this movie is so incredibly hinky and stupid that I'm kind of flabbergasted that this is like reviewed as well as it did. Like, what do you mean? This is them playing straight the evil child trope for two hours. That's it. No, I don't think that's it at all. I mean, that is it, but that's not all of it. Well, it's about the mother's connection to the child and all that stuff. But at the end, he's like a serial killer. And it's like, okay. I guess the evil child is now a ser- serial killer. And it's like, what, what, are, what are we doing? There's nothing here. This is like the omen or something. I mean, so I think it's like the balance between that and giving us enough seeds of like. Is it her fault? Ooh. Yeah. Or like, is it anyone's fault? Like, it's I mean, yeah, it's nature versus nurture in the movie. Like, yeah. Is in, in really interesting ways, too, I think, where, like, at least I spent the whole movie looking for all of the moments where she was m- maybe responsible for the person he ended up being. And, like, we get some of those. And some of them, I think, are really interesting. Like, particularly the one where um, her and Kevin as a teenager are, like, going mini golfing. And she makes, like, some really not nice comments about fat people and it's just like because you're seeing most of if not all of the movie through her perspective it feels like that probably is happening a lot and we just don't see it all the time and like by no means does that sort of comment or that sort of attitude lead to a child becoming a mass murderer (laughs) But, like, it's prompting you to, like, go down that lane. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the dad has been training this kid to kill since he was a little boy. Like, it's a really interesting thing of, like, it's it's not a red herring that Tilda Swinton may have, like, certainly treated her child poorly sometimes. But the dad is this doofy idiot who is taking this very troubled boy and <laughs> training him Giving to him a use a, a murder weapon all the time. Like yes. it's, and I'm sure that's purposeful where it's like, I think I've certainly seen a number of these types of stories that are revolve around the mom of specifically a kid who ends up being a mass murderer and you're always prompted to ask like what did this mother do to her child and it's like she's not the only one in this kid's life like it's fascinating how it always comes back to that yeah yeah but then you get so many scenes of like the dad comes home and all of a sudden the kid's expression changes 
you know, this right. is being manipulative. And the first of 20 times that happened, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And it's just like, and it <laughs> yeah, keeps happening. It keeps happening. I understand the kid is evil. Like, yeah. it just like halfway through, I was kind of, I, I did not have like a narrative thread to grab me. Like there was nothing to look forward to in this movie. It was just yeah. like, oh, he's going to keep being evil and then kill a bunch of people. And then it's like, yep, right. That's what happened. But I mean, watching Tilda Swinton be miserable is still good. Yeah, it's so like. Like, did you have the feeling where you're watching this kid and it's like. It's so weird because the entire time, you know what he did or what he does yeah. in the end. But so many times when we're seeing him as a younger kid, it's like, are is any kid actually this bad? Like, do they exist? And I think the answer is yes. And it's just something like I don't want to think about. Like, that's yeah. so awful. And like the idea of having to be a parent to just like it is fair to say it's like the omen where it's just like everything this kid does is purely evil. I know that's so uninteresting to me. Why does she just I take him to I think it's only a- interesting because this must happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. If this was, if this was just the omen, but minus like the fun horror stuff, I don't think it would be interesting. But like, if you allow yourself to think about like. Are their parents dealing with this right now? <laughs> like there probably are. But it's and so crazy. It's so removed from like she lives in basically a mansion. Yeah. God, that's crazy. And she takes him to one doctor and he like hits his knee and he kicks and he's like, yeah, he's fine. And then yeah. she spends the rest of her life miserable with this demon child. Like, can't you just take him to another doctor or something, Dilda? I was wondering why they didn't do a therapy scene. Yeah. Therapy scene, I think, would have helped a lot because it, it might have broken the movie because then it starts to get into like the therapist is probably ask, asking the kid like, oh, have your parents ever hurt you? And like, OK, maybe the answer is yes. And yeah. then we do. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the movie broke. Uh, yeah. Shoot. Right. Um, yeah. And like. uh I really didn't like the scene where he's playing video games, so he's evil. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's something overall really unsettling about movies about school shootings. Like, I don't <laughs> I would know. Hope so, yeah. I would, well, yeah, I don't mean that. unsettling in that it makes me feel horrified, yeah. but also like, that for consumption feels sure i don't know like i don't know what to think about it i don't know if it's you're asking why is this gosh darn school shooting kid so sexy and i'll tell you why it's because he's portrayed <laughs> by <laughs> was it ezra miller god bless him yeah in his little crop well, top god i mean like not to turn this into like a us weekly or something but <laughs> he himself is maybe not the best sure yeah, Boy, there's like a, a really heinous video of him like physically harming just a fan who was like asking for his autograph or something. Awesome. It's really awful. And then yeah. he points to the scar in his arm and he's like, huh? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of this one, I guess. I just didn't. I get what it was trying to do. 
but yeah, I, and I think like the ways that it succeeds to me are less so because of or to do with the exact movie that it is, and more so to do with like the director's style and yeah. like the way that she tells the story. Like, I really like the kind of. I think she, she's really, really good at um, showing memory in a way that feels like it's existing in someone's mind. Yeah. Like, a, not because it's shot a certain way, but just like where the threads come up and what prompts them and following those threads. Like, I think that is super successful here. Um, but that could apply to any story and not a school shooting story. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I was really nervous because so the other movie that I've watched of the director is Lynn Ramsey is uh, You Were Never Really Here, which I love. Yes. Um, and that That's is Joaquin like, Phoenix, in- right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, I gosh, I mean, this movie worked for me a decent amount, but like compared to that movie. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like the warm up leaps and bounds between them. But yep. I was really worried because that one is like super, super brutal Ew. and like gory and like visibly. I, don't know. Gory. I was just so nervous. Yeah, I was really nervous that that's the direction this was going to go. And I'm so thankful that like for the most part, we don't hardly get anything, that. really. I mean, well, we get the the John C. Riley and the daughter, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad we don't get it in other ways. Yeah, and you just kind of get the aftermath. You don't quite get like the. Yeah. How did he lock the gym? What do you mean? If you can explain to me how he locked everyone in the gym with him. I was wondering, because he clearly, well, he applied the outdoor, outside locks. Uh Uh-huh. Which makes sense. And then I imagine everyone filters in from the inside of the school, and then he just, like, I don't know. I don't know how he closes (laughs) the ones that lead to the other part of the school. Uh, It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was wondering that, too. I. I don't know. La la la. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got him for a song on the web. My little Donald I also, Trump. one more piece I really like is the... Beginning? Oh, the beginning was great. Yes, that was wonderful. Okay. Did you like the beginning? I loved the beginning. The tomato yeah. festival? I thought that was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. Oh, God. Really, I feel bad for Tildy here. <laughs> <laughs> She should have never met John. If she just never met John C. Riley, she'd probably be such a happy person. Oh my god! And they never even really established him as like charming or good. He's just like, well, I kind of got the impression that she got knocked up pretty early on in that soiree, and then they were just stuck. Yes. Yeah. Boy, nobody comes out of that movie looking good. Everything no. goes bad for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Woo. Uh, did you have one more thing you were gonna say, or? Mm. I just thought the um the little signs uh, that like he is her daughter worked really well. Like when he's biting his nails and he's laying them out, yeah, and we see yeah, like, yeah. oh, and I really love the eggs stuff where a parent of. 
child that was murdered by Ezra Miller, uh, like, smashes all the eggs at the grocery store and Tilda just, like, forces herself to eat yeah, them. Yeah, picks like, the shells out of those puppies. Yeah, that worked real, like, just, like, this woman wants to torture herself in any way possible because she feels she is, de- deserves that. It, like, oh, God, how grim. <laughs> I would love... this. Parts of this movie feel so accurate to my experiences with social anxiety that I would love to see yeah. a movie about social anxiety that is not fueled by everyone hating her because her child killed a bunch of people. Yeah. I wonder if, yeah, this and the Joaquin one are the only ones of hers that I've explored, but I'll probably watch more. I, I do think her style is like really wonderful. Yes. And there's a chance that one of those is out there. The Halloween sequence is very good. Yeah. God. Yes. I think that too. We're like it. Clearly, that wasn't all playing out exactly as Tilda was perceiving it, right, but it feels so was, real. Tilda, we're going to get you, Tilda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We see you. Very unnerving. Um, before we jump into Grolst Rip, uh, did you <laughs> <Very good. laughs> want to do another Carly special? I'll do another Carly special. Sure. So I, I closed out the... Um, Celine Siama movies, which has been like a slow moving project since I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Sure. Um, so that was, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was the first one of hers that I'd seen. And it's by far, I think, like the most uh, well known and successful, um, and which I absolutely love. Um, and then since then, have like just slowly gotten to her three other feature length films. Okay. Which are Water Lilies, Tomboy, and Girlhood. Um, and that's the order I watch them in. Um, and I, this is just where I say, like, I think everyone should watch her movies. Like, I don't... I, she's... I mean, okay, so each of these stories are in some way to do with, like, gender and sexuality. Okay. Um, in very different ways between each of them. And like, I think um, telling very different journeys each time. Um, And I guess, so the one I watched most recently was Girlhood, which I thought was really wonderful, but like, um, hmm. it's, I don't know. (laughs) It's such an interesting, tough thing where yeah, Celine Siama is a white French director that made a movie about four black girls, canceled. and it canceled immediately. I, it's like I, it's so complicated, and I think the I mean, and I don't want to like put forth any opinion about like how valid that is or isn't because I don't think that's my place. But I tried so hard to find media that grappled with that and it is just shameful like <laughs> each major publication that wrote about this movie was from a white man or woman and it was sure. just like yeah i don't know it just felt like a failure yeah. like i it was a huge bummer i eventually found some that like were written by black women that were really nuanced and interesting and like some of them were direct conversations with Celine Siama and hmm. okay like actually like just straight up asked her like why did why did you choose this and like why do you think this is okay and like your mileage on those answers varies whatever sure. um so overall I think it's like 
a really wonderful movie with some stuff that you maybe have to think about afterwards. Um, well, wouldn't hmm. wouldn't that be the appeal of Letterboxd in a perfect world as you would get all these perspectives of people watching the film and you would be able to kind of see the the whole spectrum. But instead, it's just like people making stupid Twitter jokes and then. Exactly. Dying. So that's the problem, right? It's like I want like it gosh it's so tough because like i don't i don't want to like come off as if like people need to do this labor to tell me what's right and wrong like (laughs) but it does feel like if you're the new york times and you're gonna write an article about this maybe don't choose your white dude editor i don't know like armageddon yeah i don't know so that's not what i was trying to say with all of that <laughs> okay, girlhood sure. was really great okay. and i do recommend checking it out but i think tomboy is the one that i want to okay. like go a little bit deeper Let's into um so i watched this one like maybe a month or so ago and it is this wonderful wonderful <laughs> story <laughs> of this like i want to say maybe eight or nine year old kid who moves to a new neighborhood and they are what I think like you would somewhat dismissively call a tomboy. Um, But they, because they've had this opportunity to meet this whole new group of friends, decide to just like take on or like um, present themselves fully as male. I think they're called like Mikhail. I don't know. It's French. (laughs) Um, But so it's like this kid, like just allowing themselves to be themselves fully for the first time with the intense anxiety that like people are going to figure this out at some point. And you know that's going to happen. Like, it's a movie. So, and it's, like, all of these kids playing together and swimming and, like, all of these activities that I can't imagine, like, how anxious you would be um, while all of that's happening. And, like, that makes it sound like a really maybe unpleasant experience. But the vast majority of it is this kid just, like having so much fun and like finally being able to just like exist how they want to exist um and of course you get the inevitable like yeah people find out and um family finds out and it's hard and unnecessarily painful because of the way that people respond to this um but like just like again so like hopeful and one of the most beautiful sibling relationships i've Aww, ever seen ours, portrayed yes. <laughs> yes yes we're like so mikhail or whatever is younger sister um they just have a wonderful like relationship throughout but um she ends up kind of like covering for them and is in on it but not just in a like, oh, I want to protect my sibling in a way where the sister recognizes that her sibling is like better when they're themselves. And it is so like touching and wonderful. And I and like outside of like what this story is telling in terms of what it means to, I guess, be a trans kid, like a really wonderful 
portrayal of just being a kid. Like, there's so many long shots of these kids just playing, like, Red Rover and stuff. Yeah. It's oh. so, like, so fun. Rouge and Rover. Oh, very good, brother. Um, yeah, and, like, again, each of her movies is dealing with gender and sexuality in really interesting ways, and I recommend all of them. Um, I spent, I, no, like, I'm talking about, um, Tomboy a lot, but Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the goat. But out of the ones I've watched recently, I really, really recommend Tomboy. What was the one besides Girlhood in Tomboy? Water Lilies, which is also really great. Um, And actually stars one of the um, main women in Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but at age like 15 or something. Sure. Um, So like, and I believe the director in her eventually we're in a relationship of some kind mm. like it, these people have a long i yeah it, there's like a long history there with like some of the people she's worked with hmm. um yeah i don't know an interesting really interesting really wonderful director that i like, highly recommend digging deep into the filmography heck yeah car heck yeah who's next Ridley Scott. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll watch Prometheus. No, that's okay. Hey, uh, yeah. Car, did you cut out? Mm-hmm. Um, Girls Trip. Yeah. Really didn't care for this movie, Car. I have a bone to pick. <laughs> so bad. No. I like it. Okay, so you watched it before me. Uh-huh. I got some very clear dialogue from you that it was not great. Uh-huh. And I went in trepidatious. Uh-huh. I had a really wonderful time. Uh-huh. I don't know what you like. Okay, I get like it not being. You're going to hate so being, hard on this and I'm going to hate you for it. No, like I understand like everyone is looking for a different. No, it's bad car. You're talking com- around. No, the it's issue. not bad. There's no jokes. It's just people yelling. What are you talking about? Well, she pees on the crowd. Okay, you're calling out like the... I mean, that's like the equivalent of the bridesmaids moment, right? No, Where they had to like no, stick in one. Carly, I've been thinking huh. about this a lot. And the bridesmaids okay. moment that you were talking about is so mm-hmm. key to everyone's character progression at that time no. in the film. Oh and there is God. build up to it. And there is setup, and there is payoff. <gasps> and in this movie, she gets in a little hang glider thing and then pees on everyone. So do not yeah. compare those, Carly, because I have thought about this and I have notes. I don't have notes. <laughs> okay, well, I don't like either of those moments in either of the movies. Oh, I like the, are you talking about when she poops in the dress? And then, yeah. Oh, that's great. Come on. No, She just it's sits not down great. sad in the middle of the road because she pooped herself. I don't like that type of humor very much. It doesn't do it for me. <laughs> then you'll I don't want to think about people trip. going to the bathroom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, like, the moment... It's really, it's interesting because, like, the moment I got on board was right away when we get this, like, corny voiceover from Regina Hall. And it's just, like, uh, people fading in and out of photos. And I, it felt like a warm blanket just, nope, like, I didn't get fell over me. No. <laughs> no, it's so, it's, like, it looks the so type bad. of movie that I used to watch at like sleepovers and it returned and it felt so nice like oh my god that's a dirty sleepover car yeah i guess (laughs) 
And then it like I found it genuinely funny and I also cried multiple oh times God. during the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a wonderful story of four it's friends. Not. They're thought, terrible people. Yes. Well, okay, there is I think the the seeming protagonist in this is the worst friend of all time. <laughs> I yeah, but beyond just that, like I felt so bad for uh the the single lady. Is the that, uh, mistress, Smith? I guess. And she's Oh, oh, I thought you meant okay. Yeah, where she's like, I'm living my happy life and I am who I am, and then everybody's like, No, slut it up and go have sex with a bunch of men. And she's like, Well, I don't really want to I'm not comfortable with that. And they're like, No, no, you have to, and then she has sex with people. It's like, oh, this is great. I don't know. I like it. They're tropes. Like I, it like that's what this movie is. Though there's nothing to it. It's just people yelling tropes at each other. I don't think that's true. Like I think the way that it shows long term friendships is like really wonderful and accurate to some extent. Like there's so much buried stuff going on that like troubles them but ends up being relatively inconsequential and they are will ride for each other no matter what in the end like that's what i'm feeling right now on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) carly and i like yeah there is very silly moments that i really enjoyed i really really love the dance off the dance off got me so good (laughs) it was so fun It also really feels strange, like it's built around this expo. So there's a lot of just like footage of this expo. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? What do you mean? We're just like, hey, this expo exists that they're going to. And Diddy is here. And it's like, I don't (laughs) Okay, this doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the movie, but I guess it's cool. I mean, it's a way for hijinks to ensue. Yeah, I just, yeah, and it, it looks so bad. It's shot so poorly, I thought. Like, they're in New Orleans, and it looks like they're in, like, the back lot of a... Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it just doesn't... It has no flavor of being in New Orleans at all. Yeah, but I think that's also partially because they're in an expo. But they're, like, on the street, and then they give them, like, uh, you know, like, uh, brass bands come through, and it's like, oh, okay, New Orleans, sure, but it doesn't... It never feels like they're actually in New Orleans. It's just like, I don't know. yeah. And also, I mean, like the everybody talks about the grapefruit thing, but that was taken from a YouTube video. It's not like, well, that's the point. I don't think that is the point. They don't reference that's it. Totally as the a point. YouTube video. Yeah, they totally reference. I mean, like, not they don't say it's from a YouTube video, but they just reenact the YouTube video. That's what I'm saying. They present it as yeah. their own joke. They don't like. No, I think the ex- I don't like. I don't know. Everyone, I know who would watch this movie knows that video you're talking about something outside of the movie though yeah but i think the expectation is that like this audience wants to see this youtube video reenacted like no like gets the joke that this is a youtube video or is like it's them recreating a youtube video i don't what are are you doing car (laughs) i thought it was funny (laughs) i don't know i can't 
Yeah. I was so excited when the absinthe happened. and like, oh, this is going to get creative and fun. But you know what movie did this better? Dora the Explorer had a more fun oh acid trip sequence in it. That's not where I thought you were going. The Dora the Explorer live action movie had a really fun acid trip sequence. And this was just her seeing her kids and then a guy's penis. And she's like, I'm on absinthe. And then like... Here's Queen Latifah having sex with a lamp for like five minutes straight. And I was just like, this yeah. is not what. This is like a five-year-old's picture of what weed does to you or something. And I was just like, what? Are you doing? I like when she drank the candle, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. <sighs> Torturous. Hmm. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. I had a wonderful time. Well, I don't have I friends, know. so I don't know what this is like, so I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was the other part was like this watching all of this really preyed upon the part of me that makes me want to go to a oh, bar sure. so, so, so badly. Yes. Like I would kill to be at a bar with my friends. Oh, oh my God. Aww. But Carly, you see. The context, I go out into the world every day, so I still hate everyone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm still immersed in a car. Particularly the part where they were just seated at the House of Blues. Sure. Which, like, I don't know where you see that type of seating at a House of Blues. But regardless, <laughs> like, that felt so totally like it. Yeah. Me and the gals just going out, sitting at a table, like, chit chit. Like yeah. that, oh my God. It would, like, uh, what a salve to my heart to be able to do that. But, yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. All the things to complain about. But in general, yeah, this was like the anti COVID movie. They're around tons of people constantly doing fun things. Boy, they sure are. <sighs> Could not stand any part of this movie, but that's why we have a podcast. So yeah. we can sit in our sweaty There's apartments. different movies oh for God. different people. Whew. How are you doing over with your pomplamoose car? Really good. I did. I, I like hate to do this, but there is one crucial, crucial thing. So I'm watching Girlhood last night, right? Sure. It's a serious exploration of some really serious stuff. A person comes on screen and my jaw drops and I make some just wildly <gasps> gasping, excited noises. Um, you're never going to guess who it was. Wait, was it <laughs> like, like, Yes. A French movie? A French movie. Yeah, a French indie movie. Uh, Killian Murphy. I'm trying to think of French <laughs> actors. I have no idea. <laughs> James I don't Franco. I think Killian Murphy is French. Is he? Is he not? I don't know. I thought he was British. The jewel thief from Ocean's 12? No. Um, the friend from Raw. <laughs> I could not even describe to you what the friend from Raw, Raw looks like. I don't know. The guy who she ends oh, up. Oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, oh. You could show me four pictures of him and say which one is him. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it, that was like, a, I felt really good about uh, knowing that right away. <laughs> <laughs> you got in letterbox and went, okay, cast and crew, okay, actor, yes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, because then I was like, is it like, am I just thinking of another French yeah, actor who kind of like has like a buzz cut or something? Yeah. No, it was him. Very good. 
Yeah, felt really awesome about it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like. This goes better for him than Ra did. That's good. Yeah. Boy, that, yeah, okay, huh. I'm remembering parts of Ra now. He gets eaten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. Doesn't he get kind of slowly eaten where he's like, I'm okay with this. Oh, they're having sex and she... Oh, no, 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 no. The sister ends up eating him, I think. Does she, like, walk into the apartment and she's going like... And when it's just like a bone oh, on the floor. It's something awful like that. Ugh, God, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> well, he made it through girlhood, supposedly. Yeah. So very good. Anyway, sorry to go back to girlhood, but that was I that was like on the top list of things I had to bring up. Hmm. 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 Well, anyway, yeah, register to vote. Um <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard any podcast ads Boys in tape. a while. What are they what are they advertising these days? Um, they're advertising. Oh, for him. I get some like HBO Max stuff. Oh, HBO Max, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, COVID oh, vaccines. Like <laughs> sure. Carly. Yeah. It's time for my favorite part of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Releases. Movie releases. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Can I read <laughs> one of these? Really caught my eye. Um, okay. <laughs> Bad uh, New Mutants description is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Oh, I like this one a lot. Can I read the centigrade description? Please. A man and his pregnant wife become trapped in their car when a storm <laughs> buries them underneath layers of snow and ice. As supplies dwindle and temperatures plunge, the couple must battle the elements and hypothermia in a desperate fight for survival. How has this not been done like 8 billion times? What are we doing? I mean, it has, right? Is this just not that Frozen movie you watched, except it's a car? Yeah, instead? I thought about that, actually. <laughs> what are we doing? You know what really scares yeah. me, though, Car? It's not the weather. It's not the, the atmospherics. It's these full release descriptors I'm seeing here. Does that oh, mean yeah. I can go to the I movie mean, theater now? Yeah. Oh, my yes. God, no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To yes. see what movies car? <sighs> Nothing worth it. Let me tell you Dude. that much, buddy. I mean, okay. So, movie theaters open this weekend Hell is like yeah. the big news, right? Yes, yes. yes. Um, America. Yeah, I think one of the big ones, AMC, and whatever the other big one Marcus. is, both opened. Sure. No, Marcus isn't it. Mm. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, open like a good number of theaters across the country. Um, and because all of the state regulations are different, like the seating regulations are different. And it's I mean, it's going to be awful. I'm so we're sad. going. Nope. You and me, we're going to go see the new mutants. <laughs> it is like it's not funny in a good way, but it's funny how, like, I've read so many articles where, like, the headline is, see what this expert says about going to a yeah, movie theater right no, now. And please don't. Yeah, each one is just like, it's the worst. Yeah, don't do why it. Why would you do this, stupid? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's consensus. <laughs> People are going to do it, though. Uh, oh, I know. I know. I guess the Magic Wolf's Bane and other Teenage Mutants. As they try to come to grips with their superpowers. 
Yeah, so that's one of them that's opening. The other one that's opening is Bill and Ted Face the Music. I mean, I don't care about either of these, but they're both, like, involved in larger functions, right? Like, New Mutants is Marvel, I think, right? And then Bill and Ted Face the Music is the second or third of these movies. Oh, my God. I... When I hired you, I've never I heard asked of it you how many then. Bill and Ted movies there were, and you answered correctly. <laughs> okay. Three? This is the third. Okay. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so those are both releasing uh, next weekend in many more theaters than when <sighs> I've said limited in the past. Yeah. So. In your area. Yeah, if your area is allowing that sort of thing. Bill and Ted Face Music, however, is also releasing VOD. Weird. Um, and this is where I segue to a Fandango ad. We love you, so Fandango. It's <laughs> Fandango's awesome. All it takes is one simple step and you'll be watching movies from the comfort of your own home. It is interesting. So it's $24.99 on all VOD platforms except for Fandango. It's $19.99. The... I almost want to say they're complicit in all this for for charging so much for these movies. I mean, you're not going to. I imagine that must be a deal between. Yeah. The people releasing and movie theaters. Yeah, that sucks. So there Fandango is a I the reason why I have a fandango account before all of this existed <laughs> is because you can buy movie theater tickets through it like oh, it's a sure. yeah they sell tickets okay um which i don't know how that really changes this but yeah that's their like larger we're just listing the great features available through fandango now <laughs> yes. reserve your seat today to see tenet <laughs> yeah so tenet is releasing uh internationally on Thursday, I believe. Okay. Wednesday. Fire up Cube and then it, Got it. In the US, September 3rd, I believe. Can't wait. I. Travis Scott said um, we all need to go see Tenet, so I'm going to go see Tenet, okay? <laughs> I. Okay. I just. Can I give like my 30 second big concern here? Like, aside from the fact that people are going to die because they're going to see Tenet. Like, it's going to be impossible to trace the fact that these people got coronavirus at a movie theater. Okay. And then maybe they don't get shut down. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. If if we could say, like, oh, because 80 people went to this screening and 20 of them got sick, yeah. we need to close up this movie theater thing. Yeah. I mean, all, like, all of this is... With the disclaimer that, like, I feel really, 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 really awful for the people who rely on income or rely on movie theaters for income. That sucks. That's such a, but they shouldn't be open right now. It's a solvable problem that doesn't involve opening movie theaters, though. Well, it's a solvable problem in a different political climate, ah. but that's not for us to deal with on this podcast. Um, Voice tape. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's coming out. Um, <laughs> Woo. I like so that we don't have to go into each of these. I think there are two things I wanted to know. Okay. On the upcoming releases, so get duked, which is coming to Amazon on August twenty eighth. That's a. This is fascinating because this is the third movie this year that is a most dangerous game movie. 
Camping troop in Scottish Highlands preparing for a fight for survival on 4 p.m. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Like I, I was thinking about the category we have, where it was like the themes of 2019, and the theme was capitalism. Is 2020 the most dangerous? People dying. (laughs) (laughs) Like no, specifically wealthy people killing not wealthy people people for a sport. Yeah, we get it. We get the commentary here. Movie fights. The the scary thing is. I've kind of enjoyed all of them. Yeah, me too. So it's like, hmm. This one, like, it seems very silly. This seems like the most, like, specifically meant to be a comedy above all else. And I, by the description, it made me feel like I was not going to be into it. And then I watched the trailer and it looks pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) Exclamation point in your title is usually a a warning sign, I would say. Oh, I think it's fun. I say go for it. What does that mean? Um, the other one, I don't okay. know. Those darn Scottish Whoa. people. Um, other big one I wanted to hit was, yeah, the personal history of David Copperfield, okay. which like has been something that I've been looking forward to eventually being able to see. No promises here because it's really seen limited <laughs> next weekend. So who knows hmm. when I'll be able to see it. But that's the... Uh, adaptation with Dev Patel and it looks fun. Wait. And I'm looking forward to who's it. Who's that third name on that list? Tildy. Oh my yeah. god, Queen Tildy's in this movie. We got it. I also it. watched a tw- Tildy movie today and she was great. I'm <laughs> Tildy You're everywhere. Tildy crazy. I'm Tildy crazy. Can I read the description for Rogue though? Oh, this one is the worst, I think. I feel really bad about it. A battle-hardened mercenary leads a team of soldiers on a daring mission. Starring Megan Fox. (laughs) You stop. You know the rest. (laughs) To rescue hostages in remote Africa. Yeah. I mean, I love Megan Fox. Everything else about this seems really awful. Um, Yeah. Where yeah. would you set your battle-hardened mercenary leads a team of soldiers on a daring mission to rescue hostages movie, Carly? If you're going to be critical. I would put it in... Swahili. Uh, <laughs> I would put it in... You know, let's make it political. Let's put it in D.C. Whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> so I'm still boys tape. A border town. On the brain. On the Mexico-U.S. border. (laughs) Tensions flare. And only one man can solve the case. Wait, is Megan Fox the battle-hardened mercenary? I think so. That's kind of cool. Sure. Okay. Charlie's Theron is a battle-hardened mercenary. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Car, what is your hype level on the new mutants? You didn't seem too into it, but uh, Marvel is writing (laughs) our checks. Absolutely no interest. I will never uh, watch this, but it does have Anna, Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, nobody knows who that's. Okay, um, she's the lady from the yeah, witch. Yeah, 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 the lady from the witch. Rising Phoenix car is on Netflix. No, that sounds no. kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. It, it's really weird because it was really hard to find information on it. Like most of the time, I can get a log line pretty easily and like information about like anything about the movie. And this one was really difficult huh. to dig into, which seems weird because it's a Netflix movie. Did you hear about all the cuties controversy? Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. I mean, it, 
like that was one of those discourses that like revealed layers and <laughs> layers of things of about people. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it was like each each, each tweet I read was like another like, oh God, like uh, I mean, I, my the end perspective I got from it and where I landed with it most of the time is that like it seems like it's probably a really good movie that Netflix screwed up the advertising yeah. on, and then most of the criticism that followed was because it's I. I it seemed like a lot of sexism where it was like, we can't deal with a complicated story about, about women, <laughs> about girls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, like it was like people just being absolutely horrified that uh, these girls were dancing. Meanwhile, they're probably like consuming all sorts of media about young girls <laughs> all the time. That is Whoa. from a male perspective and is probably really gnarly. So I like, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. It's just kind of shocking seeing that poster, I guess. I don't know. That's not how I yeah, would say Yeah, I mean, like, they shouldn't have chosen... Netflix screwed yes. up big time. Like, they marketed it very differently than how it but was previously marketed. I guess so, because now everyone's <laughs> talking about it, but man. It sucks because, mm. like, yeah, now this director's movie is just, like... More popular than ever. This conversation. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. people are really vitriolic about it well screw them hey car yeah can you please read the fatima description sure. because it is such a trip <laughs> listeners <laughs> at home buckle up for this one because you're about to take three left turns here go ahead car okay a trial of faith unfolds at the apex of world war one when secrets are revealed to three courageous Portuguese children through a series of <laughs> apparitions, sorry. <laughs> While their doubting family and aggressive government officials try to what? silence them. Yeah, I, is this like yeah, ET? It, what is this? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no that idea. That sounds it's awesome. From Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. Um. Any other thoughts on these the slate of movies I won't see, Car? No, I mean none of these are. There's only a couple noteworthy ones here. I think. Like I think the New Mutants will be noteworthy both because it's a theatrical release, it's a Marvel movie, it's got a bunch of stars in it. Hmm. I think Personal History of David Copperfield. Whenever people can actually see that, people will talk about. I don't know who David Copperfield is. To be honest with you. What do you mean? I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's the Dickens. <laughs> Okay, Book. sure. I know yeah. the name. I was just like, should I know who that is? He invented something, right? I don't know. No. <laughs> Isn't he just like the... Isn't, yeah. Oh, God, this is going to make us both sound no, really dumb. He, Isn't that the, like, can I have some more? No, no that's not him. <laughs> uh, ooh. That's Oliver Twist, isn't it? Oh, we shouldn't do oh, this card. Oh, God. Well, yeah, mm, cut this out. Cut this this out. is not a book <laughs> podcast. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Cut it all out. Cut it all out. Uh, Cut it all out. Okay. Well, Car. Yeah. It's a coming of age story, is from what I've gathered. Great. Could always use another one of those. Car. Yeah. Usually you tell me to watch movies, but. Mm. Yeah, hasn't been going super well. Uh, the Kevin movie was all right. It was good to have seen it. <laughs> I'm glad okay, I watched yeah. it. Okay. I have two for you. Okay. The first one is The Cell. 
which is a movie where Jennifer Lopez goes into the mind of a serial killer's dreams or something. And it looks crazy. (laughs) This looks like, I know it's not, but this could just be a Wachowski movie, right? Yes. You figured out (laughs) the the algorithm car. You solved the puzzle. It's an Wachowski movie so much. I've heard mixed things, but I think the idea sounds really interesting and I would like to watch it. Um, okay. I'm going to throw you a kind of a curveball here on the second okay. one. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix 2. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, it's not the Matrix 2. It's the Matrix 3 Revolutions. Are you serious? No. Uh, okay. End of Evangelion. Oh, 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 oh. Which is the movie um, finale to the show, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. Which I don't... I'm curious what you would think of it not having seen the show, I guess. Because it is so abstracted. I'll just let you know right now. It is so abstracted that it probably helps to have seen the show, but you ain't missing much, Car. Should I, like, do a, like, spark notes sort of thing? It's up to you. Okay. I think it could probably... I mean, what do you recommend? Will it help? I think it probably stands on its own. Okay. I was lost for most of it having seen the show. Because, <laughs> like, not to get all, like, into this right now, but uh, <laughs> the show ran out of money. So the last, like, three episodes are just the main character in a room and someone is off screen talking to him about his psychological problems. And hmm. then at the end, he's in the, the middle of the ocean and the entire cast is around him clapping and saying congratulations one after another. <laughs> And then the movie was like, what if we actually had a really big budget and then we actually finished the show? Hmm. Um, There is a sequence that I am so excited to talk about because I think it is incredible. But uh, okay, I would and I do. I will never force anime on you ever again. But I thought that would be an interesting (laughs) conversation. So (laughs) these are very Tucker TM picks. I feel that's good. I like that Jennifer Lopez in the mind of a serial killer is like, oh, that's Tucker on brand. That's. If it, if it was just that description, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. But just from the brief Google image, yeah. Ser- yeah, yeah, image yeah. search that like I'm doing. Late 90s cyber goth, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I'm always down for some J-Lo. This sounds great. I'm down for <laughs> Okay, both. cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then we'll talk about that next time. Car, any closing thoughts about the movie? It's so hot still. It's so hot. I'm ready for it's like really warm. autumn pillows on the windows. Yeah, I guess so. I just love summer. Though. I don't. The mm. leaves are falling and Bruce is calling. He's going. Bruce. <laughs> Jump out of the closet and go boo. <laughs> yeah. Did it. Are we done recording? Now? No, we're still going. Car, what, what do you think of. <laughs> um, 